In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. A man runs to a market. It's there that he will purchase the things needed to live the good life. How does he know what to buy? The market tells him, incessantly. He does not need to stop and think or consider what is good for him or his family or others. The market leaves him no room to contemplate such matters. For at every corner and from each vendor, he's met with relentless persuasion. Come. Come over here. Buy some water. Come. Come here. Buy this wine. This this is the good stuff. Come. Buy milk. Come. Buy some bread. Come. Come over here. And so the man, desperate for the good life, he runs to this market again and again, without thought, consuming the staples of this world, believing that it is all part and necessary of living the good life, until one day he arrives and a strange silence has fallen over the once bustling area. The market, which was always loud, is now suddenly silent. There before his eyes, lifted high into the air, far above all the quieted vendors, is a large sign whipping in the wind. It has a simple question etched in deep red bold lettering that looked as if it were painted with the very finger of God himself. And it read, Why do you spend your money for that which is not bread? in your labor for that which does not satisfy. And for the first time in a long time, the man had time to think in the silence upon this soul-searching question. What am I laboring for? And does it satisfy And this bread, of which I have consumed day in and day out, is it what I should be spending my money on? My resources, my energy, my very life? Dear Saints of Trinity, I pray for you every day. And lately... I have been praying that the silence that God has created for you in these gray and latter days, that it causes you to ask such good questions about the things that are truly worth laboring for and where the good life can be found. So I'd like for you to consider with me in the midst of these days of COVID-19, how the market the place where you run and buy and where you live and spend your resources and your energy, how it's all changed. Right under our feet, it is changing. I'm talking about the very staples of life, everything from education to government to your place of employment to the ways now that we 
interact with one another, to the very foundation of society itself, the family unit, how it is all shifting under our feet. And the places that we used to go for daily bread, how it's all been thrown up in the air and silenced by the Lord. And that in this silence, God has given us an opportunity for our souls to ponder for the first time in perhaps a long time this question, why spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Is it because we thought, or more accurately stated, we were told and we believed that what we labored for and what we were consuming, that it was the good life? And, and we simply took that for granted without a thought, that what we were told to consume, that it would satisfy us. Come, we heard, come, this is the good life. You want to live your best life now. You want your child to grow up normal. You want peace. Well, come over here then. This is guaranteed to work, vendors cried. Come, this, this is new and improved. This is better for you. This, this will make you happier. Come, the market screamed. Give us your money, your devotion, your children, your own soul. And we promise that you'll flourish. It'll be the good life for you and... For everyone. But oh, how the foundations of this good life have been utterly shaken, and we are beginning to listen again to the voice of another in the silence. We who are so easily led astray by this world in the bread that never satisfies the soul, like sheep without a shepherd, who take the bread of man without a thought, who return again and again to fulfilling the desires of the flesh and not the soul, all in the pursuit of a good life that was defined by man or our own wayward desires and dreams and not by the Lord, our creator. Like the man in the market, we may have done so unaware that what we were consuming day in and day out was actually consuming us. But yet, we all know there are other times where we do so fully aware. Like sheep who run to their own slaughter, we willfully eat and drink that which brings us death. But God, by his own grace, has silenced the world and its vendors. He broke into this world even while we were still sinners, and in his Son was lifted up, high above this dusty old world, and all of its clanging and clamoring, pierced to a cross, dripping with the deep red blood of the Lamb of God, who takes away the sin of the world, this the very sign of God, held up over all creation, over every man, woman, and child, to break through the noise of our world with the very cry of God himself, My God, my God, 
Why have you forsaken me? And in the silence, we see only him, the one who died for us, for you, for your children, for your sin and the sin of this world. You have been redeemed and set free by the Lamb who was slain, who risen from the dead, now has begun his reign. And he gently asks you this day, he asks your soul, why? Why spend your money for that which isn't even bread? And why labor for that which does not satisfy? He asks the same of the crowds who followed him after he fed them with just a few fish and some bread. He says, truly, truly, I say to you, you are seeking me not because you saw signs, but because you ate your fill of the loaves. Do not labor for the food that perishes, but for the food that endures to eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. Come to me. Everyone who thirsts, come to the waters. He who has no money, come, buy and eat. Come, buy wine and milk without money and without price. Why spend your money for that which is not bread and your labor for that which does not satisfy? Listen diligently to me and eat what is good and delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear to me and come to me and hear that your soul may live. Jesus has broken through to us all, and in him, we hear a radically different version of the good life. It is not found in the pursuit of the goals or dreams of man, not found in the latest and newest technologies. It's not found in the marketplaces of our culture, nor is it found in anything that can be purchased with money or earned through your labor. In fact, You do not need anything for the good life other than this. To hear his word. To simply listen to his voice. This is all you need. All your soul needs to live. Listen diligently to me. Eat what is good. Delight yourselves in rich food. Incline your ear to me. Come to me and hear that your soul may live. I am the bread of heaven. Everyone who hears and learned from the Father comes to me. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the bread, the manna in the wilderness, and they died. But this is the bread that came down from heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. My friends, this is where the good life is found, simply in and in no other place than the word of God. All hunger and thirst of man, all of life, body, mind, and soul, is quenched by the living water of Christ's most precious and holy word, his voice. 
his commands, and his gracious promises. And so now we can begin to see that the most gracious thing about the miracle of the feeding of the 5,000, that it wasn't the bread, it wasn't the fish, it wasn't the leftovers, or even the miracle itself, but this, that when he looked up to heaven, he spoke a blessing. And to hear the Lord Jesus speak, to hear his blessing, that alone satisfies the soul. To hear his word, it fills up the soul. It makes us alive. For on the night our Lord was betrayed, he took bread, and he broke it, and he gave a blessing, saying, Take and eat. This is my body, the bread of heaven, which gives life to the world, life to the weary soul. The bread from heaven speaks to you and gives you heavenly food and heavenly drink, his very own body and blood, for you to live, your soul to live. For man does not live on bread alone, but by every word that comes from the mouth of the Lord. All flesh is like grass, and all its glory like the flower of grass. The grass withers and the flower falls, but the word of the Lord endures forever. In this word, it is the good news that was preached to you. For we see this word fulfilled in the life of a young woman tending to the needs of her family. But then an angel stands above her and announces great news, and, and everything in her world is silenced. All of her needs, and all of her desires, her hopes and dreams, she simply bows and humbly prays, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. We see it in a Roman centurion, a man of authority, tending to the needs of his fellow citizens. He tells soldiers to do this, and they do that. He says to one, come, and they come to him immediately. But the sting of death invaded his market, and stripped every illusion of power and the good life away from him. And so he sins for the one thing needful. And when Jesus comes to him, the man can but only bow his head and pray, Lord, I am not worthy to have you come under my roof, but only say the word, and my servant will be healed. I pray for you all that that may be said of each of you, dear saints, each one of us, every man, woman, and child, when our Lord returns, that we would be found listening to his word, clinging to his word alone, and eating the bread of heaven, which fills our souls, and looking nowhere else but to him for the life that is truly good. Amen. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.